Hello and welcome to the Omni Talk Fast Five, sponsored by Takeoff and Fast Sensor. Today is December 23rd, 2020, and it is a great day, my friends, because today is our annual award show. I am your host, Chris Walton, and I am joined, as always, by the Amazon Customizable and Mazinga, and of course, everyone's favorite intern, Emma, the intern. Woohoo! Are you guys ready for this one? This is my favorite show of the year. I can't wait. This is the best time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year, some might say. Ooh, I've heard that before somewhere. Where have I heard that? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Emma, um, how are you doing with your newfound fame? Like yeah. the, the whole fa- most famous intern discussion of all time got a lot of play last week. I was I was quite surprised. Like, are you are you still coping with, with this newfound success fairly well? Yeah, it's definitely a change in lifestyle for me, but it's 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 going well. I like it. Yeah, I got some, I got some Oh, go ahead. You've retreated, yeah. to the, you've retreated to New York, to the woods of New York, just to get some solace from all this newfound fame we hear. Yes, that right, is definitely. Right. Yeah. yeah, people were people were like, hey, you forgot one famous intern. I was like, oh, shit, we did. That's right. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. I totally forgot that. Thank you. I was going to say that, but I was were like, you? oh, maybe oh, that's I too even, far. I didn't yeah. even think oh. of it. My head was on De Niro. And what was the other guy, Ann, that you came up with? Ross, the intern. Yeah, mine was on yeah. those two. I didn't even think about Lewinsky, which is just classic. But thanks to loyal listener, Mr. Chop, for reminding us of that. Yes. But, but, but hey, we've got, we've got an awesome show today. Like We've got a great list of awards. We're going to cover retail of the year, CEO of the year, headline of the year. We don't even know where the show's going to go. We're just going to have a blast. We're going to end the year. And then we're going to take about a 10-day hiatus at OmniTalk, which I know we're all kind of excited about because it's been a busy year. But before we get started, I wanted to whet your guys' appetites. And Anne, let's start with you. I thought I'd come up with a question that has, that has you know, just kind of an award feel, but it's not really a retail award, but, but sort of is. But maybe we won't start with Anne because I think Anne is fretting. Let's start with Emma. Let's start with Emma instead. I'm, I'm just playing it by ear here today. That's what we're going to do. These guys have no idea what's coming for those of you that are listening. But, but Emma, I have this question to start us off. If Retail 2020 was a movie, and Ann, you might know this because I dropped mine like yesterday. I don't know how close you were paying attention. But if Retail 2020 Not. was a movie, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you were. What movie would it be? Okay, so you kill me with your movie references because I'm oh, not a movie sure. person. I've I probably seen 10 in the last 10 years. But I'm going to go with, I can only pull one scene. To me, it kind of reminded me of from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Cameron Fry like going into his chaotic kind of downward spiral. And for like, I think about the pool scene where he's down in the pool and Ferris saves him. And for grocers, that was the moment where they're like, oh, wow, people are still really shopping for food. This is great. And for everyone else, I imagine them just kind of staying at the bottom of the pool and just kind of sulking in what 2020 was. Wow, that is like the deepest, darkest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. My God. Wow. That that's a great scene too. What a what a fabulous memory. I, I love that movie. That's such a great movie. Too. So Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. Oh, totally. that movie is so underrated, by the way. I don't think people get Oh, that, that might be Friday. my favorite movie of all time. No I kidding. I didn't know that. So good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. It's so good. And it still holds up too, I think. But Anne, what's yours? Uh so I have to say that this uh 2020 retail and life uh depiction in a movie would be like inception where everything <laughs> feels like a dream you are in the dream building what you think will be a solid foundation to survive the dream and then like super weird only in a dream shit happens there's like you know 
mandatory lockdowns and closures are happening. Staircases are going up and when you thought they were going down, you, you keep on building the stream architecture, yeah. more things keep breaking. And then you get to the point where like, you think you've almost fixed it. And then buildings and cities are li literally crumbling to the ground and disappearing. And like shops and buildings are crumbling to the ground. And then at the end of it, you have like these two random kids whose heads are down and screens for some reason, like, not paying attention to anything you can't see their face the whole time and in the end you still don't even know if you're still in the dream or if it's reality and what the hell is going on and i've definitely given us an explicit rating for this podcast so well yeah we already have the press you had advisory. two swears so heads up to, yeah to, and i had one too to borrow from to borrow from ferris bueller one of my favorite lines listening to Anne talk about it. so that's how it is in Anne's family <laughs> i think that, that's another kind of morbid picture all right i'm gonna i'm gonna add a little bit of flavor and color to this one i'm gonna try to make some humor but i think this year when you look at retail it's been like the 40 year old virgin it's like all these retailers woke up after years and years and maybe not virgin, but born again virgins. They're like, they have no idea, like, you know, what the hell to do, how things are going to work. And the cool thing about that is you just learn it. Like you go and you figure out, no one knows what the hell they're doing the first time on so many levels, depending on where you want to go with that. Let your minds wander because it's Christmas. But like, that's how it is. And it's cool to see everybody kind of fumbling around in the dark, as Ann talked about, around these weird staircases to figure out, you know, what the heck are the right answers? And there's some really, really cool stuff coming out from everything that's been happening. And we're going to hit on that. I mean, I looked at that when I was doing my background for the top headlines of the year. This year was awesome. And a lot of the headlines had like literally not even that much to do with COVID that were cool. But, you know, that was always in the background as they were happening. But like this year, the headlines were unreal. So I can't wait to get to that. But let's start out first. Let's do it first. And Retailer yeah. of the Year, who wins it for you? Okay. Retailer of the Year for me, this is going to be kind of one of those gotchas. I mean, there was definitely the, the big Walmarts and Targets that passed through because they had such a great year. But for me, the Retailer of the Year is Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I just want you to say Facebook. I don't really want you to give any rationale because you know the cool. listeners they're I'm just good. like they're Let's just like on. I just want to hear what Ann says and then I'm just gonna go on with my work. Okay. Boom. <laughs> so for me, the retailer of the year is Facebook. And uh, some might say they are not a retailer, but we've talked about it a lot on the podcast this year about how when we're looking at you know, really going up against Amazon, we're looking at the changes that we all experienced this year, where you're discovering product who owns, you know, product in the moment and purchasing. And I think that, you know, Facebook is, is kind of become this true marketplace of a bunch of retailers, whether they're large scale retailers or, or small mom and pops, like you now can go to this Facebook universe, whether that's on Facebook or Instagram, and you've found a, a way to shop a virtual equivalent of the mall. And so yeah. for me, I think that we're only going to see more um, as social commerce just kind of bubbles up and becomes just commerce now. Okay. Um, Facebook. That's a good that's pick. I mean, I that's, that's way better than Kroger last year. I'm never going to let you live that one down. You and Emma, that was yours, I think too, last year, right? Emma? They did I a love, lot last year. It was really cool. The, the Krogis, yeah. yeah, which I can't the even videos up anymore, but like, yeah, no, I think that's a good pick. I mean, it's hard to argue that one. Emma, what's yours? I am giving it to Walmart. Whoa. Okay. Why? Despite, and it might be controversial. You have an despite, actual award for those watching. Yes, definitely. That's great. But it might be kind of controversial, especially with what 
the news that broke last night about, you know, in a lot being in a lawsuit over maybe fueling the opioid crisis. But if you leave that on its own, I think Walmart just did so much this year for its customers, so much for its employees. And like they're testing out technology and different ways to change the future of retail, like across all operations of the store. So I'm, I don't I just don't see anyone else deserving it other than Walmart. Yeah, I think another solid pick. Like, yeah, I put Walmart ahead of Target, even though Target's probably financially done better just because I think you're seeing more about the future with them than Target really riding and capitalizing on the here and now, which I think is important, especially in light of what we do. The ironic thing about that story too, guess who needs painkillers more than anyone today, anyone in the US right now, this moment, it's probably Doug McMillan, which I think is fascinating. But but uh, my, okay, mine's gonna, I'm going to go off the grid here, guys. I'm curious oh, to see what you said, and I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna like this. But if I look at who won the pandemic, all right, if I if I look at it that way, who won the pandemic? We're I think the companies you guys mentioned, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook's great, Walmart's great. I would put Best Buy up there. Sam's Club's done some awesome stuff too. I'm going with, wait for it, Peloton. I think Peloton. Here's why. Wow. I think I think Peloton could be the next Nike. Now I'm going a little far out there, but look at look at some of the statistics. A million subscribers, 172% increase in sales last quarter. Their churn rate is 0.52%. That's how many subscribers they're losing. They just had this huge acquisition. But I think, think about it. Like the damn treadmill is like the shoe. Nike got into equipment. That's how it all started. Then what did they do? Well, they got into like Jordan and the athletes and they started getting the endorsements. Emma's looking at me like I'm crazy. But who is that for Peloton? It's all the social media influencers. It's these people that people just follow and crave. And so the avenues for them going forward, I don't think this is a pandemic thing. I think this is just like, holy crap, look at how sticky this thing is. Look how far it can go. And they are now getting their tentacles deep into a lot of people. And the crazy part about this, they haven't even gone to mass yet. And that's still an option out there if they want to do it. So I don't know. I, 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 sometimes, you know, it's just good to be lucky, better to be lucky than good. I'm giving it to Peloton this year. I think they're crazy. Go ahead. They crushed it. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. And yes, I've got some biases because I own gyms also, but let me tell you. Chris. I'm talking retailer, though. They are on the verge of being care. a retailer, not a fitness outlet. Peloton, that award is like giving Target or Walmart or Amazon the award for being best retailer because they were the only ones open. People didn't have a choice. You cannot take that data and use it as a year-over-year comparison. No way. I am so out of here. And I, I okay. Emma looks like Emma has this look on her face like something smells bad. Like Emma, what are you thinking as I say that? Because she and also just slammed your pick of Walmart there subtly, by the way. So like, what? No, yeah, that's fine. No, (laughs) Walmart's been doing more things that they can get credit for. For I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying, simply choosing them based on the subscribers have increased. Demand has increased. Like people can't go out into the world. And once they can go back out into the world, there's still going to be a need for Peloton. There's still a niche for that for sure. But it's not mass. It's just, it's not going to be. So what, what, I think it's ridiculous. What do we talk about all the time? Social commerce, the end to end line is social commerce. Peloton has saying, that figured out. And there are, I'm not saying it's, I'm not it saying it's done, out. but I want to see the numbers when 
you can go back you. into the world and exercise and be with other human beings. Emma, last word on this. Uh, I think you're very wrong and something that's so <laughs> inaccessible to the majority of people. Like, how can you name that True. retailer of the year? Last year I named Lululemon and no one had a problem with it. So I, that's okay. a little bit more accessible, but like more the Peloton, okay. yeah, so $98 versus $2,400. Yeah. There's a giant difference there. <laughs> it shows about Omnichannel retailing and the future. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's do CEO of the year. Emma, you start. I'm going with Corey Berry because Best Buy went from something that I think was kind of obsolete to people my age. And now it's hip. People love Best Buy. She's done so much in terms of just bringing it back to life. And their like operations when it comes to curbside pickup, their websites, it's all flawless. So I think that a lot of that has to do with her. And that's why I'm giving it to her. That's a great pick. I'll jump in here too. That was my, that was my pick as well. Like I think when you think of like first year, like freshman year, what she's been able to do and what she's had to face, incredible. That decision to shut down all the stores and go curbside pickup and to find out you know, early on that you could still do 70-ish percent of your volume through that chain was masterful. And to see what they've been doing ever since, like converting stores to shipment centers, even yesterday, like yesterday news broke that they're now rolling out electronic shelving labels in over a hundred stores. Like they're doing all of the things that are the card carrying hallmarks of like good omni-channel retailing. And they've got a lot of things pointed against them when you look at the types of products they're carried. I mean, I, I've told this story before on the podcast. I can remember high up individuals at Target being like, in 2013, Best Buy's dead. Just wait for it to happen. And holy crap, have they just you know pivoted against that sentiment? Uh, and what do you think here? Corey was my runner up because of all the things you guys mentioned for sure. Like lying. it was a it was a hard decision, but I I had to I have to give it to. Tobias Lukey of Shopify. Shopify and guy. All right. I, I gotta go Shopify, you guys. I mean, you look at what just I think they're still an under the radar pick too, because I I still don't think that people, especially in the retail, you know, world, when we're talking bigger, like like older retailers, don't understand the power that Shopify has. They're powering all of the Facebook shops. Like that's they're the the engine behind that. They rolled out Shopify balance this year to make it simpler for mom and pops to get up online. And that is going to make them much more competitive against the bigger retailers. We're starting to hear about, you know, what they're doing for wholesale on that side too. So like not just front of house and managing online in in in-store transactions for retailers, but how they're getting product in. And then all of the backend plugins that they're doing, like they are just everywhere yeah. They are just getting started. I mean, they have a million retailers already around the world. And I just think it's going to be, it's going to explode. And, and the amount of stuff that they're doing to make that seamless for the retailers deserves a lot of credit. And that's an awesome pick. I mean, yeah, like we go back to the Ferris Bueller conversation, like underappreciated. You're right. If I think back to things that I still don't think people really understand the gravity of how important and big this could be, it's Shopify. Like, Every, I feel like every couple of months, we were like, holy crap, there's even more this platform can do, you know, and I'm not getting into financial valuations, but like, it still seems like there's a ton of room to grow with, with Shopify. That, that's an awesome pick. I mean, other great picks, I'm, I'm curious who else came to your guys' mind. For me, like you could go with Macmillan or Ferner at Walmart. For like sure. I think 
I think those were, you know, you know, pretty stellar picks as well. I saw somebody put Ferner out earlier this week in Forbes. So I think, you know, that's a great one. And I think we lauded him last year. So I just didn't want to do Ferner again because he's also a pretty cool guy and I really enjoy talking to him. But, um, but yeah, like. It sounds the, like a little bit of a man crush. I, oh, I have a huge man crush on him. Huh? Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. Like actually I style my clothing after him at, 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 at <laughs> when I keynote too. He does like open <laughs> collar and the suit. Like it's good stuff. Hope oh, sorry, stuff. John Ferner. We'll keep him at bay. We'll keep him in Minneapolis. Just but he's even got, he used to do this cool thing. It. Like it's riding bikes with John Ferner. He's like a, do a podcast video segment thing. And that's just cool shit. Like it's God, there I go again. But that was cool stuff. Okay. Sorry, Ben. Shai. Okay. Okay. All Moving right. on. And moving on. All right, let's do, I'm going to change it up here a little bit. Let's do worst retailer of the year. Let's go in that <laughs> direction. Let's, enough of this happiness stuff. It's the holidays. You know, let's get a little seasonally depressive. Worst, worst retailer of the year. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't pick one, so I just picked a blanket of the department store. You, the department no, store, yeah. you are okay. the worst retailer of the year. If I have to choose one, I'm picking Dillard's. I almost went that way too. I, I, this one's gonna be fun. Dillard's because they like fought to stay open in March. Oh my god! Yeah, like this was really hard because one of the other awards that we're gonna talk about is best headline, and that was like runner up for me for best right. headline. That this department store, despite everything else being closed in the nation, still was open. You could still go to Dillard so that you could, you know, touch things and pass coronavirus to everybody. But uh, yeah. Dillard's get your for sure. Diane von Furstenberg dress or whatever the, it is. Like, the, that's the only thing I can come up with. I don't with. even think that they carry that line anymore. No, they but, probably don't. I have no idea. Or ever. But yeah, it's just <laughs> legacy department stores, your old strategies. I can't believe that you're still open. And I think it's only because of like, again, legacy lease terms and things that are keeping your doors open. But holy cow, the department store, what, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Worst retailer of 2020. Yeah, and, had, and to your point that you said before, they had a lot of cards stacked against them this year. Holy crap. Emma, what about you? I'm also agreeing with the department store. I specifically chose Macy's just because that's one of the only ones I've been in in the last year-ish, mm-hmm. and I hate it. So they all, I also thought about like JCPenney, and I was like, that's just too bad. It's just, that's just like rubbing dirt on it. So I'm going with Macy's and the department store in general because they literally just didn't change. They are so irrelevant to most people. Yeah. Emma, I love how you just kind of, you know, tell it like it is. You know, what's really on your mind? How do you really feel? It's good. That's well, yeah, I know totally... I'm not getting hired by those people. <laughs> 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 okay. it's total, you never know. So total Omni talk, total Omni talk, being candid and frank. I, I, those were like the easy picks for me, you guys. I mean, if you listen to this show, you know, I mean, how many times have we talked about Macy's and then like, like I, we put out that picture of Jill Saltow from JC Penney's and we were like, guess what year this is, right? Like that was just really funny. So I think those, that was like the, the low hanging fruit, but I came up with some other ones that I want to throw your guys away. Cause I want to see how you think about this. But um, I, I thought of two, and then I got to tell you late last night, actually early this morning, I came away with the runaway winner, which totally surprised oh, nice. me. And I hate being like the last minute, but I think it's, I think it's right. So the first two that came to mind were, um, Simon and authentic brands, you know, thinking that they can now be a retailer and the fact that they mm-hmm. bought up lucky and Brooks brothers, and they want to put that inside of like JC Penny stores and think it's going to make a difference. I think that's just freaking hilarious. So that almost made, that was number one until last night. The other one is actually going to surprise a hell of a lot of people is actually Costco. 
I think Costco's recalcitrance against curbside pickup is is not smart. I don't think it's good. I think it, it is not where the industry is going. It is not what people want. And we've talked about all the things with same-day delivery and Instacart and all the things we'll get into later. Like, I'm just surprised that they've been going in that direction, especially right now when people need it. So they almost made my list. But I think it's just been too long since you've had a Costco hot dog. I, I think oh my god, that, that that's like the worst thing ever. I hate hot dogs. You know that. Like, I just want to throw up. Oh god, hot I dogs know, are the grossest food. The hot dogs are my gravy, or they're like your gravy. I know. Like, I, I know. By the way, everyone out there, Anne hates gravy. But anyway, I hate gravy. This one, and this was under the radar screen. I sent this to Anne and Emma this morning. I'm going to give it to OTG because OTG, if you're not familiar, they're the they're the the outfit that runs convenience stores at airports. Signed a deal to license just walkout technology with Amazon. I can't for the life of me understand why you would do that because you are teaching Amazon, one, the convenience store business, which they're already trying to learn, and two, the convenience store business at at airports. And that is the exact goddamn thing that Amazon did in the late 90s when they licensed their e-commerce platform to Toys R Us, Target, and everyone else, and they figured out how to be a retailer better than everyone else. So OTG, why in the heck would you do that? And for those listening, that store just opened up in Newark Airport, I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. Very under the radar headline, very important headline. I think very ominous as you look into 2020, 2021 and what that means. But so for that late breaking news, I got to give it to them, to be honest with you. What do you think there? And that's SIBO, that's SIBO Express, right? Like that's yeah. the name that you mm-hmm. see on the, on the store out front in the airport. Yep. Yeah. I mean, oh man, you got to hear a lot of a lot of good picks, Chris. I don't know. I think that this. Would you put any of yours down? I'm curious. Were like any of those picks? Like, would you supersede the department store? Or was the department store in general, Macy's in general? But does that still rise to the top for you guys? Is that the I'm cream in your coffee today? That's the cream, and that's the that's the cream in my eggnog today. Yes, it is definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I gotta I gotta save with department stores. What's cream in their eggnog? That's disgusting. <laughs> that's a major yes oh really oh god i thought maybe booze in it but i don't put like milk in my oh i put booze in there too obviously (laughs) oh my god hot dogs and creamy eggnog oh my god all right anyway we gotta move it's gonna make me vomit let's move on we gotta move to favorite headline all right favorite headline of the year uh and why don't you do this one first okay like i said the close runner-up was this department store is still open despite the pandemic. But the my favorite headline of the year is that Amazon and mall operator look to turning Sears and JCPenney stores into fulfillment centers. And the reason that I love this headline was because it was one of the most divisive headlines that we put out, for, for me at least, throughout this entire year of 2020. And I think that the reason that I love this is that it exposed for me the legacy thinkers who are like, these are what malls are. This is how malls have to be. There's no changing this. You're not going to get around regulation. You're not going to get around lease terms. You're not going to get around all these things. And the dreamers, the people who really believe that there's potential here. And by all means, you guys, Amazon, Amazon is going to do it. If anybody's going to do it, they can, and they will change regulations and they have the power to do it. It's just going to take a little time. So I love this headline because I think it, it just brought to light for a lot of people like, and, and I will mark that down. Like I will save yeah. that post of all of the people who were like, this is never going to happen. You're crazy. 
uh, because I, I want to show them that I want to go back, you know, in our time machine in three years and be like, remember when you said that Amazon couldn't do this and now they own the entire mall and they're, they're fulfillment centers and they've got everything streamlined. Yeah, that, you're right. The degree of saltiness and crustiness, drop. Um, your social yeah. post on that was nuts. I mean, it was like an 80 year old's underwear. It was bad. <laughs> bad, bad. <laughs> Yuck. But I didn't think I actually there's one you forgot that I actually thought you would have picked, which was oh, what was it? Panera's coffee subscription. I thought that was maybe gonna make your list. You I'm not that? giving that any more attention. You hated that. Do you remember that? Kind of that Tom Gahan, like lots of people were all over that. Uh Emma, what was yours? Mine's really boring, but I chose how Target rolled out fresh grocery pickup okay. nationwide. Huh. And I chose that because it's, it was very applicable to me and that Target is my go-to for food. And that was like the first moment where I was like, man, I really don't have to get out of my car to grocery shop. I can really do it from my couch. I don't have to spend an hour doing laps around the store looking for my firm tofu package. And like <laughs> someone else can do that. <laughs> but, and like, firm it just tofu. Makes, I, didn't I didn't know there was such a thing. I had very no different degrees of firmness. Of oh, time. there's extra, extra firm, extra firm, firm. And then mm. it goes down to like pretty much falls apart in your hand. Soy but Hey, I had no idea. All right. So my vegetarians out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that, um, I chose that one. <laughs> that, that is amazing. Okay, man. I did not think you guys would go that direction. Okay. So like here, here, this was my favorite of all the awards this year. This was my favorite one. Cause there's so many cool things, but like, okay, here's what, here's what didn't make the list. I thought one of you guys would say that. I thought, Emma, you would say this. Sephora and Kohl's. I thought that would be right up there. I thought that was super cool. You had Centennial Malls trying to make, you know, a mall e-commerce marketplace. Nike cutting ties with their distributors. I thought that was cool. The Happy Returns FedEx partnership. You've got Amazon Fresh. I mean, so many things. And so for me, but it came down to two. It came down to Pepsi creating its own snacks.com. URL, which I think is okay. fascinating. And the other one was Instagram shops, the change of the homepage. Those are the two. Which one do you think I picked? Instagram shops. I did. Yes, I did. You know me yeah. so well. I totally did. I just, cause I think that's momentous. I think the shift of the homepage to shopping and just the shot across the bow to all of retail to say, we are going after this and you already alluded to it. And in terms of calling Facebook, your retailer of the year, uh, in reality, I probably could have picked them too for this reason. But like, that is a big, big moment. Mark it down. I should actually, we should write the date down of when that was, um, because that's going to be, a, I think, a seminal moment in retail here as we go forward. It's going to be fascinating to watch. But talk about a list of headlines. My least favorite headline of the year, I didn't, I didn't ask you guys in this in prep, but for me, it was anything related to standard cognition. Because I am so tired of reading about how those guys are going to blow the doors off everything. And they even said it to us on our podcast. And like, here I am three months later. Okay. Yeah. You've got a 250 you know, square foot store ish in like Texas, but like what's coming. I haven't seen it yet. And you've talked a big game for a long time. So like, where's it at? And I just, I don't see it. So like every time I see that, I'm always kind of, like, Hmm, how much do I, you know, read into this or not? I was a little surprised it wasn't Cole's off my own mall strategy is going to save them. That was, that that was, was a good close runner up for me too. 
That was a good, that's a good one. And yeah, that was, that was a, that was a, that was a tough read too. Like I just couldn't buy into that. I mean, there were a lot, there's always a lot of those, which is why we do what we do to kind of call it like it is. But like, I think that was, that was the one that stood out for me of like, Hey, we're going to have 3000 stores in Tokyo that never happened. And then like, we're going to have something big here in the next three months. And still not sure kind of what that is. And because they're probably listening. I know they are. I'm all here ears when it comes tell me because I want to know about it and we can talk about it on the show and happy to do that. So, all right, next up, this is always a fun one. Let's do retail technology of the year. Emma. Okay. So I'd love to know or Anne's experience with her custom fit tee on Amazon prior to saying this, but the technology that I am most excited about is that because I know that like, cashierless tech is very that was up there but i was like yeah. that's been in the works for a long time whereas this custom fit apparel that like can totally change the apparel retail landscape and it is like mega news from amazon to be able to do that all pending on whether or not and shirt sucks or it's really great <laughs> well that's a good segue and god knows where that's this is gonna segue. go and for those watching Anne is wearing her custom fit t-shirt she's I'm actually wearing. standing do the twirl and twirl come on there you look at that. They can't see me because you're talking, but I'll turn around. <laughs> I love this t-shirt. Love. Perfect. Like, like still one to ten, how much do you love it? There are a few things I would tweak down the road, like okay. offering offering like the a, a little looser fit. There's a lot of stretch happening. So if you don't like stretch in your shirts, um, but it's so comfortable. The fabric it, it fits me perfectly. Like if it's perfectly, I like the look of it. <sighs> Emma's right. This was a close runner up for me, especially really? on Monday when I received it five days after I ordered it. It's monogrammed. It's got my name on the it's tag. It's monogrammed? Not monogrammed. Uh, it, my name's on the tag. Okay. What do you call it? Right. I mean, okay. embroidered, it's whatever. Personalized? Personalized, whatever. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah, uh, no, the t-shirt is great. There is so much more opportunity here too, I think. And like the more people I talk about this, like I'm sharing this, I got my son's haircut last night and I was like telling the people and they're like, what? $25? Do they have this? And it's this length. And so I think, again, Amazon needs some work on getting this message out because nobody can find it and it's not readily available. But once people catch on to this, man, I think it's going to yeah. take uh -huh. off. So Emma, you you staying with that final answer? I, I, it sounds like yes. I am even more confident. <laughs> even more confident in your yeah. answer. I'm just all I'm thinking is imagine until they license that to Peloton. But Anne, anyway, what was your favorite tech of the year? License what to Peloton? The the technology, and then Peloton just starts selling their custom shirts to all their loyal fans that get up every Sunday morning and do okay. that like church. But anyway, that worked really well for Nordic Track, didn't it? I mean, people are wearing Nordic Track outfits and like all the other things. That's, different beast, okay. different beast. Nordic Track's a holdover mm. from the 80s. Different beast. But anyway, okay. we we'll see. Keep going. We'll see, won't we? Uh, okay, <laughs> so my retail technology of the year <laughs> is... Oh, God, it's disgusting. My retail technology of the year is uh, checkout free retail. And I'm going to say specifically... Grabango's uh, checkout free retrofit uh, and Amazon Go Grocery because I think okay. those two applications are setting us up for like so much change that it's about to happen. One for the grocery industry um, and what the future grocery store ends up looking like. And then 
I think what Grabango did with their um, the Giant Eagle test store out in Pennsylvania, I think, is going to really start to shape, you know, how convenience stores can roll out, whether it's in an airport or it's in, you know, a traditional convenience store on the side of the road, like not having to close that store down, being able to implement this technology overnight, practically like that is scalable. And um, and, you know, Amazon Go grocery takes a little bit more than that. But I still think that Amazon will start to, as they start to roll that Go uh, technology out for, for grocery, it's going to change so much. So that that wins for me for this year. So yeah, so for you, it's checkout free. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, you mentioned Shopify. I think Shopify was huge this year. I think this definitely was, you know, I think you, one could call it the year of the marketplace, quite honestly. And I think you'll see yeah. that continue to evolve. Um, you know, but for me, I think, it, you, you know, what this year called to mind for me, especially, you know, as I made the 40-year-old virgin, virgin analogy, was it's about the foundations of omnichannel retailing, you know. And for me, the first thing that you're seeing already, I think, underway, and it's going to happen, I think, fast and furious as you go into 21, is, is the rooted foundations of cloud commerce. And by that, I mean, people are going to have to upgrade their order management systems to handle all this complexity that Emma, the intern, keeps talking about that she absolutely loves and adores as the younger generation and how to shop. And retailer systems aren't up for that yet. So yeah, I think you're going to see that. Uh, part and parcel. And then alongside of that, like Eddie Garcia said this year, chief product officer at Sam's Club, what's enabled them to go fast? Cloud point of sale. Those two things interlocked. Everyone's going to have to invest in those and figure out how to do it. I think it's been the year of those two things. And then, Ann, you're right. I think the layer on top of that for me is computer vision. Like, you know, that is going to be the fundamental platform. It's not just for, it's not just for checkout free. I think that's what people need to get, you know, an understanding around it. That's a part of it, but it makes mm-hmm. your e-commerce operations better. It makes your inventory understanding and store better. And there's a thousand different ways to Sunday to do that. It can make your consumer experience better by way of checkout free technology. So to me, the winner is really the foundational omnichannel platforms. And to me, that's really cloud commerce systems and computer vision working together. So yeah, cool, fun year on the tech side without a doubt. All right. This is always a good one. Two more to go, I think, here before we close it out. Retailer, you would drop everything for right now to go and work for. Emma, I know for you it's not Macy's. Who would it be, though? (laughs) I'm going to go with Essence or Farfetch. They're pretty equal in my playing field. But they are two of my absolute favorite retailers because I love the apparel space. I want to do apparel buying at some point in my career. And I think Essence, I definitely would drop everything for because most of their jobs, you need to speak French, and I don't. So that would Sorry, be, a, yes, oh <laughs> I have about a two-year-old comprehension level. Don't let French. Chris write your reco letter. Okay, please, Emma, <laughs> let's find someone else. Emma, you'll like this. We're actually interviewing um, Kelly Kowal from uh, Farfetch in January. Yeah. Uh, at least we have that on the docket. So we're excited about that. Yeah, and what about you? Awesome. So um, I, it was, a, it was kind of a tie between Lululemon and really? Facebook. Okay. But I picked Facebook. I went with Facebook, uh, number one, because I think that there is so much opportunity. Again, I picked them as, as best retailer for the year, and I'm going to pick them as the company I drop everything to go to work for. I just, I think that the amount that we are all going to learn from what they do over the course of the next few months is just incredible. And so if I'm going to, if I'm going to leave the joys of being part of the Amintak crew, that's who I go to work for. Yeah, let's not talk crazy. I mean, this is all fanciful. 
And Lululemon, because like there's, I think there's a lot of opportunity in that space too, especially to see what they do next year coming out of the pandemic with the mirror acquisition. And I, you know, I'm just into the health and fitness space and that company, I think holds a lot of, of good values that I align with. So that's who I pick. Yeah, the mirror acquisition was another cool headline that almost made my list too, which, you know, similar to Peloton too, in a lot of ways. But anyway, like borrowing from, so so basically what you're saying, borrowing from Emma, so like in Billy Crystal back in the, you know, what's the movie, When Harry Met Us, you both would like those companies to form law. That's good. I like it. All right. For me, <laughs> today it's just a bevy of jokes. Today, uh, mine, I would do Facebook. I would take the call from for sure. For me, it's still yeah. Walmart. It was last year. It is this year. I think there's things under the red screen that I'm not going to talk about that I think Walmart could be doing. And so, yeah, yeah I, if they wanted to phone, I would take that call and definitely have that conversation too. Cause I think that, you know, they're just doing some cool stuff. Hey, Emma, right. You said retail of the year. I think it's hard yeah. to argue, hard to argue. All right. What was your biggest aha moment of 2020 from a retail standpoint, nothing personal just from a retail standpoint, biggest aha. Like what is the thing when you look back on it now, you're like, damn, I didn't know that. Or how did I not see that coming? And I'm starting. Yes. Okay. I hope so. My biggest aha moment of the year is probably that discovery does not need to happen in person anymore. I think we saw this happen in so many ways this year. Um, Namely, you know, I keep talking about Facebook and Instagram, but the, we always talked about before the pandemic, like going to the store was a reason to get confidence in your purchase, to touch things, to feel things, to try things on, just to experiment. And Instagram, I think has changed that things like live streaming. We just talked about like those types of things, chat functions, like I am able to communicate so much better now with the brands that I want to try out and experiment with. And I think that brands have gone above and beyond to really provide like, look, we're going to ship this to you, whether it's your chocolate milk that you bought from Facebook, Chris, or, you know, an Amazon custom fit t-shirt. Like I don't need to be in person to see that anymore. They've made it so simple and, and much, and much of this because they didn't have a choice. Like we just couldn't go shopping at the malls or at in person, like we could these last few months. But I think that that's for me, the number one thing that, you know, people are willing to, to give it a shot uh, if you make it convenient for them to do so. Well, I think you could argue that actually discovery is easier online now, right? I think you show like mm-hmm. it's almost, it's almost better online than it is in a physical store because you can see so much and it's personalized to you. And we've been arguing that for a long time. And I think, yeah, you probably have seen that come to fruition. Uh, Emma, what about you? Emma, the intern going kind of off of Anne's story I'm going with Instagram is the app for everything and I find myself literally only shopping on Instagram kind of especially for discovery like you can shop all of the retailers that I like that I like that I usually just go to their individual websites like why when I can just look them up on Instagram you can buy directly off of Instagram most of the time like that is where it's at for me in terms of retail yeah, that, that makes sense. I think you guys are hitting on something too. Corso actually in their retail words, I thought had their last word was really funny. They said like worst prediction, experiential retail, which I think you guys are hitting on because I, I hate that term because you don't know what it means. Like it, it actually, do, it actually is so all encompassing. It means nothing. And so when you hear somebody talk about that, I think you got to look kind of askew and really click in and ask them questions. Like, what are you actually talking about that retailers should do? Because 
there's a whole host of things that can define people's experiences. And generally what they're talking about is the sheer social act of being out somewhere in the world. And that's really different than like discovery, inspiration, things of that nature that you're talking about. But a lot of times people are really leaning into that stuff when they're talking about it. And that's an uphill battle. And I don't think people are talking about that enough. For me, it's Emma, mine's a little bit of an offshoot of on yours. And it was actually the moment that hit me like a lightning bolt was last week, actually, when you said you buy pet food same day. And I couldn't understand why. And so what it got me thinking about and it inspired an entire article in Forbes is that same day delivery is now a merchandisable event in the minds of consumers. So that is now a separator. It's a delineator. And so as I start to think about Instacart, DoorDash, I can't stop thinking about like what the mashup of them with Facebook could be, what Walmart and TikTok could be, maybe even ship Target and something else. But ultimately, like what it's going to to me is that there's like this ultimate mashup of an ultimate evolution of two mega marketplaces, Amazon and something else on the other side, duking it out for wherever we are in our mind space, in that social sphere, like Emma was talking about, to do all of our shopping in one place digitally, both for discovery, but also for the need-based activities, which Emma, you were talking about last week in regards to pet food. I didn't know that before this broke out because we are seeing that, that people are moving towards curbside pickup for same day, for for cost effectiveness, all those things. But people are really thinking about that. And you're choosing where to shop, knowing where that's a factor. My wife did it this morning. We forgot our kids' stocking gifts, right? And it was, well, where can we go get them? Well, it's freaking December 23rd when we're recording this. You go to Instacart first. Think about that for a minute. I think that's going to have a pretty huge impact on retail. And last word here, and then we'll close it out. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I don't think it's just at the major retailer level either. Like we've seen this holiday, like local mom and pop retailers, nobody is in the store shopping. And what can they do by saving money, you know, taking that associate that's on the sales floor that's not doing anything and being like, let's hand deliver gifts to people or like, let's hand deliver this. You, we can't trust that it's going to get through shipping right now, but we're going to deploy our own customer associates. We got a, a listener email this week saying that like, she had a bakery, a local bakery that just deliver, hand delivered. Like we're going to be in the area. We're just going to drop this off for you or like special things that need to get there in time. Like there's, there's a reason that this has now got to be a priority for retailers, large and small. That's a really interesting point too, because like forever we thought about that as like the special service add-on, but in reality, it's just a fulfillment option that is now becoming yes. table stakes because of what Amazon has pushed Exactly. And I think it's important for people to realize the difference there and that you're going to need the systems and infrastructure to the point where that's just not a like plus up premium service expectation. It's something you can just do day to day through your operations in your business model. And that puts the power in the long term in only a few players hands. And I think that's what's really fascinating that we've got to think about. All right. Well, that closes us up today. Thank you for sticking with us. Happy birthday, of course, as always. We've always got to do the happy birthdays. First and foremost, to the late Corey Haim, the actor with the best alliteration in the movie business, Frederick Forrest from The Conversation, and my favorite actress from Planet of the Apes with Marky Mark, Estella Warren. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it Omnitalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. 
and our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you all within the preview pane of your inbox you can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog thanks for always as listening in Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And of course, as always, happy holidays to everyone listening and be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five is brought to you by Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit takeoff.com. The OmniTalk Fast Five is also brought to you by FastSensor. FastSensor is the first AI-powered business intelligence platform that provides business owners with ROI-focused optimization tools tailored to fit your organization. With FastSensor, you can successfully monitor safety, efficiency, and journeys across your organization customer flow to queue management to the effectiveness of digital signage and promotions. Visit fastcenter.com to learn more.